With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guests. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Ready. I figure I'd go ahead and get Nico's name out of the way since we're going to be talking about him early and often. And I wonder if Kirby Smart and Mel Kuyper Jr. can pronounce Nico Ia Ame Lava. I ask you that because they've got thoughts on Hendon Hooker and Tennessee's offense and how it might affect the Vols in the pros. Mel Kuyper taking a, a bit of a swipe at Tennessee quarterback, former quarterback Hendon Hooker, and then Kirby Smart taking a swipe at the whole offense. So we've got a lot to get to on the program today. Also, Josh Ward joins us for each and every Thursday. We're excited for that. And we'll play a little bit of four downs with him and talk about Tennessee's second-year players and what you can expect out of this crew that is getting deeper, the underclassmen in general. And in honor of the Masters, who would be your all-ball foursome? We're going to find a way to give things away at the end of the program. And Tennessee's 2023 strength schedule ranked near the bottom of the SEC. Good morning, Caleb Calhoun. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Um, I actually have a golfing type shirt on in honor of the Masters. You do. I 
think might be a raincoat might be appropriate for the next couple of days. Yes, yes, that is true. Always wondered why they started these. I always wondered why they start the majors in golf in April and why they start like the stakes races for horse racing, the ma- the um, major ones in early May. Like you get, you're just asking for muddy and rainy events. You guys should be doing all of these in late May into July. I would agree with that. I think that's a good that's a good point. Move it back a little bit. Now you might have horse stroke if it gets too hot. Oh yeah, because you know they're, they they treat the horses so well nowadays. Yeah, horse stroke. Get it? See what I did there? All right. So I said good morning. If you're watching at different times in the evening, know that we broadcast live on YouTube. Uh, each and every day at 10 a.m. Eastern. So love for you to join us. If you're watching the replay, those have been red hot, and we appreciate that. So thanks for taking a peek. Check out offthehooksports.com for the latest on the Vols. And also, you can uh, get any of our podcasts via uh, any podcast platform. Turn your notifications on. Like, for instance, today we're going to have Cooper Mays. We're going to have Jake Warren. You might not know that if you didn't have your notifications on. So, We get right to it, and it's time for What the H? And it's brought to you by Craft Treats. I'll tell you more about Craft Treats, the best treats for your pet, and a special promo code. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Good morning to everyone on the message board. Or good evening if you're posting during a replay. want to remind you to go to crafttreats.com. The chill pills have CBD in them, and they will help with your pet's digestive issues, arthritis issues, or even just social anxiety. They're awesome. Use the promo code off the hook. That's the promo code off the hook. And you will get 20% off, and they have other pets non-CBD as well. Crafttreats.com, crafttreats.com, off the hook, promo code is what you need your thoughts on kirby smart as a guy who pulls strings a little bit caleb because i believe nick saban is one of the best i've ever seen at pulling strings like lou holtz was great at poor mouthing nick saban is great at pulling strings and he gets things changed he gets referees to up and maybe call the game a little bit differently. He gets the media to treat him the way he wants to be treated. I think he is very good at orchestrating things. How does Kirby Smart compare in that regard to, in my mind, who would be the Sith Lord Nick Saban of pulling strings? I don't think he compares at all. And that's because Nick Saban... I haven't seen Kirby Smart get anything changed on his behalf. Nick Saban, you're right, at the very least tries to, and he pretends he's doing it from a principled point of view. Now, there's two thoughts with Nick Saban. I don't blame Nick Saban for doing it. That's your job as a coach, to do whatever's best for you and the program you're running at the time. I will call it out, though, and I've always tried to call it out with Nick Saban. Kirby Smart... If we're talking about what he said yesterday, uh, comparing Georgia's offense to what is obviously a shot at Tennessee, you ready for this? Everybody ready for this on the message boards? I don't have much of a problem with it. Well, let's get to the comment. So I think this will be the next phase in Kirby Smart's 
um, evolution as a coach. I think it will be to pull some strings. And I think when you have a couple of championships in your back pocket, you have that sort of power. I'm not sure he wielded that even last year after one championship. So here's what he had to say about offenses in the SEC and the quarterback position. You tell me if you think this is a shot at Hendon Hooker. Demeanor and communication. So, like, I can I can get the stats, but it, it's like a true quarterback is a decision maker. In our system, because some systems take all the pressure off the quarterback and they just go really fast, we don't do that. We're a quarterback-driven offense. So, can you process the information? That means get the signal, get people lined up, then see what the defense is in and figure out are we in the right situation? Which of these three choices Coach Bobo's given me am I going to utilize on this play? And then the play happens, and there might be a mistake or a breakdown, and you not go full metal jacket and have catastrophe mode and put us in a bad situation. So, you know, decision-making is the number one thing I want to see at the quarterback position. Can you make consecutive decisions over and over that don't cost our team games? Because we have enough playmakers and we have enough plays that you will make a play inevitably. Don't make a bonehead play. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Okay. So that's Kirby Smart saying this after Georgia loses Jake Merklinger. Coincidence? Maybe. But I find these comments always interesting when they come after recruiting. So there are three, I thought, main objectives. And I think he went to the microphone to pass along these objectives. I don't think that was a flippant, nonchalant comment about the speed at which some offenses run. That's a shot at Tennessee. The fact that quarterbacks have to make decisions, that's a shot at Tennessee and Hendon Hooker because Kirby Smart is saying, listen, Jake Merklinger, who just committed to Tennessee or any other quarterback, you want to make decisions in a pro-style attack, you come play for Mike Bobo. I know you and I would giggle at that comment, but that's essentially what he's saying. <laughs> I'm, I couldn't help but laugh. I know. So he's selling Mike Bobo at the end. And you said you had zero problem with this. Why? Got a question for you, Dave. Yes. Was anything he said inaccurate? Now, we believe in lot, I've, I listened to the clip like 10 times after our 5 a.m. production meeting. I, I've thought a lot about it. I think that it, it is it is pretty accurate. Uh, I do think Hendon Hooker has got to prove his ability to make decisions at the professional level to be successful. I don't think that's a given. Um, I think Tennessee does make it easier on the quarterback because of their tempo. The one thing that I can't jive with, if he's going to sell me Bobo is some quarterback whisperer like David Cutcliffe. So I can't jive with that. But as far as the other stuff, yes, those are shots at Tennessee. Those are shots at the way they play football. Um, you could read this as a Georgia fan of, yeah, he's just, kicking the dog while it's down. He just beat Tennessee. What does it matter? He doesn't care. He's just talking about his program. Or if you're Tennessee, you could read, there's a big orange bird in his saddle, at least got his attention. Uh, but right now, I mean, that's to me, that sounds like Nick Saban of 15 years ago, Caleb, when he's just starting to have success and he's just starting to try to use the SEC as clay in his hands as he molds it. That sounds like the beginning of a guy that's going to try to affect the direct, direction of the conference for years. I mean, it, it does. It sounds like he's trying to affect the direction of quarterbacks. And, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I understand why Jake Merklinger committed to Tennessee and Josh Heupel, but I would have said Jake Merklinger might have been a better fit in Georgia had Todd Munkin still been there. I think the whole reason he committed to Tennessee is I don't think – this is the part you got right. I don't think he trusts the idea of playing for Mike Bobo. No. I'm going to be honest. That's a huge reason he committed. But there's – Georgia's not – yes, they run a simplistic pro-style – well, not simplistic. They run a pro-style offense. They don't run it as simplistically as Nick Saban used to run it in the early 2010s when he had Jim McElwain, uh, the shark, running the offense before Lane Kiffin. It's not that simplistic. It actually is a little creative. Does probably prepare quarterbacks better for the NFL. There's a reason the Ravens wanted Todd Munkin. There's a reason they went after him. And I think that they do a few more things. They do kind of throw a little bit more complexities at the quarterback. They have in the past. I don't know if they will with Mike Bobo, to be fair. So I don't have a problem with this as much because one, yes, he, I don't, the, the selling Mike Bobo, that's the most inaccurate part, but that's not a shot at Tennessee. That's not a shot at anybody. He's trying to sell his offensive coordinator and the hire he made that you and I both think is very underwhelming. He's yeah, he's everything else he's saying is accurate. And I've always said this. I'm very big on this. This is my perspective as a media guy. If a coach says something accurate, I'm never going to be the one who says you shouldn't say that. I'm never going to be the one because I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear it myself. And everything Kirby Smart said is right. I actually disagree with you that I don't know if it was a shot at Tennessee's offense as much as it was just a shot at the quarterbacks in Tennessee's offense to say, look, they don't have to do a lot of work. And Oh, no. See, I would disagree with you there. I think it sounds like a shot at Tennessee's offense. I think it's, you know, we, we do things the old fashioned way. The quarterback makes decisions and they're just running fast to get people open like out in the backyard. That's the way it reads to me. I didn't I, – I, it read to me where quarterbacks don't have – it read to me where just quarterbacks don't have to do anything in Tennessee's offense or don't have to do much, so there's not a, not a lot of decision-making. You could be right. He didn't, it didn't sound like he was saying that Tennessee's offense is a gadgety, gimmicky offense. And he, he may think that, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't, it wasn't as annoying as Nick Saban complaining about tempo. Kirby Smart didn't ask for any rules changes to get rid of this offense. Because unlike Nick Saban, Kirby Smart actually beat this offense last year. And I think that he has a little bit more credibility because of that. So, I, look, I got a lot of issues with Kirby Smart on a lot of things. I have problems with the way he's running his program right now. He's very defiant about discipline. I got no issue with this because what he said that we believe was a shot at Tennessee, every bit of it was accurate. I don't think for a second that's not going to be on their Tennessee's mental bulletin board. Don't think for a second that if Tennessee beats Georgia at some point, that's not going to be something they immediately reference. It's a crazy start to the show. A double. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Feels like we just did that. ESPN's Mel Kuyper said about Hendon Hooker, quote, what also bothers me, Joe Milton came in when Hooker was hurt, lit up the Clemson Tigers, so that Josh Heupel quarterback-friendly offense made it possible for these numbers to be through the roof. Okay, what the age there? This one the age brought to you by Vassie Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Here's what bugs me about that statement. If you watch that game, Tennessee, either because of Clemson's coverage or because they were playing to Joe Milton's strengths, basically ran a totally different offense. And a lot of slants, a lot of stuff over the middle. 
that I thought Clemson took Clemson by surprise. That is why I don't carry a lot of optimism. And I know people are going to call me a Milton hater from that one game, uh, that one Clemson game. I don't carry a lot of that from Joe Milton because I think they caught Clemson a little bit by surprise by what they did. They took advantage of his strengths. Great job by the entire staff, by Milton top to bottom. But I don't think it means he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. So, listen, I watched Mel Copper back in the day. Uh, he reminds me of the Blue Falcon, if anybody remembers that. Um, and Dino Mutt going way back. But, come on. If you watch that game, you got to realize that Clemson a little bit didn't want to be there. And Tennessee took advantage of a situation in which Joe Milton was a great fit. But that doesn't mean that they just plugged and played another quarterback. And against Vanderbilt, he was very limited with the one deep pass and a terrible rainstorm. I mean, come on. This this is a little too just just on the surface topical, easy thing to say for somebody like Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper exposed himself with this. I was friendly to Kirby Smart because what he said was accurate. I'm not going to be friendly to Mel Kiper because what he said is evidence that he does not watch the college football games at all. At all. This was an embarrassing quote from Mel Kiper. He should be absolutely ashamed of himself for this quote. Because feels like, in- a, feels like a leak. Feels like That's- this is what some NFL told NFL team told him to better position themselves in the draft, is what it feels like to me. Yes, but Mel Kiper himself is a draft analyst. His whole shtick is I analyze the quarterbacks myself. I'm I agree. Kiper. You shouldn't rely on those. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels like an easy way to share some news that really isn't news. And he is embarrassing and humiliating himself by sharing that. Anybody, look, do, does Tennessee, let's get one thing out of the way. Does Tennessee's offense allow for quarterbacks to put up big numbers even if they're not ready for the NFL? Yes, absolutely it does. There's no debating that. Does, if anybody thinks for a second what Tennessee did against Clemson is anywhere similar to what they did the whole season with Hendon Hooker, they weren't watching Tennessee. More importantly, you're right. Clemson didn't want to be there. If you ever ever analyze quarterbacks based on a bowl game. I said this for years. You shouldn't be a scout. This is the same Mel Kuyper. We're seeing now why Mel Kuyper thought Jamarcus Russell was a transcendent quarterback in 2007. Remember, that was Mel Kuyper who thought that, okay? He probably just saw Jamarcus Russell's stats in that Sugar Bowl against Notre Dame and thought, this guy can play without watching any bit of Jamarcus Russell his entire college career. Mel Kuyper is turning into, if he says something, even true things said by him, I start to not believe. This is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I hate to say this. I, I don't like talking about other media members. One, it's always been a policy. And number two, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but I hate to say this, but I, I think he's kind of lost a little bit of his, his edge for a couple of years. And he, he had a really good source with the Giants, and they broke a lot of news. And he was in tight with the Mara family. So I think that carried him for a lot of years. I'm not sure that's out there. Uh, anymore. Uh, the second, what the H of the day brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive is worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden has the industrial mowers, the commercial mowers. Toro, count on it. They're all right there in Cleveland. You can come from Knoxville, Nashville, or Chattanooga. You'll love it. Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hit that like button, thumbs up. We greatly appreciate that to make sure we bring in more people. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Get on board. Mr. Jones said, these so-called experts always hop up these garbage quarterbacks. Levis and Anthony Richardson were horrible. Can Anyone who watched football can tell you that. Totally agree. But I think there's something else going on, Caleb. 
I think there's something else going on, and I'm going to use Mel Kuyper's comments as a jumping-off point. I think there is the, with Hendon Hooker, you're just too good. You're just too good. You're like Tim Tebow, reborn. You're like uh, LeBron James, and both of those guys had big hype about their personality and their character. And everybody I feel like has been waiting for LeBron James to mess up in some shape, form, or fashion, and he hasn't. Everybody, there's a lot of people that were waiting for Tim Tebow to mess up. I had one person that was in a, a, a college event with me and said, I already had a beer. I just wanted you to know. I'm like, well, big deal. He's 22 years old. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I, I feel like Hendon Hooker has that some, some of that going on where some people view it almost and, and, and work with me here, almost as sanctimonious, even though he's not, I think they're waiting for him to mess up because the story is too good. And the character is too good. I believe people are waiting for him to mess up. I believe that firmly just the way they were with him. Tebow. That's possible. There's a, I think where hidden hooker is a little different though, than, Tim Tebow, even or LeBron James, or even honestly, let's let's bring him out because he's beloved too. Peyton Manning, in a certain way, who carried himself in a way that everybody respects, is I think that with those guys, yes, they they were genuine, they're decent people, but they were trying to craft an image of themselves. I don't think Hooker's like out here got a team around him, like thinking like every little thing I say, I got to craft this image of myself. I just think this is him. I completely agree. I think you're talking about the Kobe factor. I think Kobe tried to craft an image, and then we all know what happened or allegedly happened in Denver, and that hurt his image. I think Michael Jordan wanted the image. I look at LeBron. The reason I picked out LeBron and Tim Tebow, one has been very open about his faith, one hasn't. But the reason I picked those two guys is there has been nothing off the court slash field that they've done wrong to this point. They've proved to be genuine. There aren't a lot of those guys that are the megastars, let's face it especially with the Masters going on and Tiger Woods there. We, we've seen how, how south things can go. I just don't think people believe it. I don't think b- people believe that Hendon Hooker can be that good of a quarterback, that good of a guy, and go that high when you didn't know who he was a year ago. I think that's what a lot of people think, Mel Copper included. How could he be so off on Hendon Hooker 12 months ago? I think there's also a little bit of laziness going on, which is I think people look oh, at Josh yeah. People look at Josh Heupel's offense and they see how Drew Locke didn't work out in the NFL and they just think, oh, every quarterback's a failure in the NFL in this offense. But that's not how things work. Every quarterback was a failure that came from the air raid to the NFL until Patrick Mahomes went to the NFL. And so it just because just because a coach in college can inflate a quarterback's stats and you have to question how good the quarterback is how much it's the quarterback and how much it's the coach. That doesn't mean every quarterback that plays under that coach is not cut out for the next level. It's, 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 it's the other way around. Every quarterback can succeed under that coach, good or bad, but that doesn't mean every quarterback is not going to succeed in the NFL. Some will, some won't. And so I think there's just a laziness that, you know, this, you know, this day, how many, how many college coaches have we covered who had great track records with college quarterbacks that failed in the NFL and I think people just immediately lazily say, oh, if you play for this coach, that means you're not a good quarterback. No, it just means if you play for the coach, it's not going to determine – or in a system, it's not going to determine how good of a quarterback you are. That doesn't mean you're not going to be a good quarterback at the next level. 
and, and again, Patrick Mahomes. Cliff Kingsbury is a Mike Leach protege. Everybody from that offense failed in the NFL, from Tim Couch to Graham Harrell to B.J. Simmons, to you name it. But then came Patrick Mahomes, and he might go down as the best quarterback of all time. Portions of the program brought to you by City Heat and Air Conditioning, cityheatingandair.com, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. You might not need a whole new unit when the temperatures get warm and something clunks out. They can fix that. Uh, Mr. Jones throwing a lot of heat on the message board, and uh, these so-called experts always hop up these garbage quarterbacks. Uh, amen to that. AR hit the ceiling at his pro day, not on purpose, just because his accuracy is horrible. I did see that. I'm not exactly sure. Lastly, Travis says, I think Hendon Hooker has two noticeable flaws. One, being middle of the field accuracy, agreed. And two, being sacked, especially the big ones. Um, he was rattled at times and unproductive. Uh, I don't remember him getting rattled. And That was 2021 Hooker. Last yeah. year, remember, he got hurt from a sack against Florida, and the next drive he let a game go-ahead touchdown drive at the end of the half. Right, two minutes. We're going to get to Josh Ward right after this of the Sports Animal. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hang tight. Second-year surge players on the docket. Who makes an impact in 2023 after a strong 2022? Stay tuned. Family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I wanna be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Craven Wings has the cleanest, healthiest wings in town. We pride ourselves on our slogan, always fresh, never frozen. Come try us and discover the difference yourself. New location now open at the Markets at Chodo. With all that sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Uh, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Do you like the mug this morning, Caleb? Do you notice I'm going with a Marvel mug? Has all the Marvel characters on that? Oh, nice. <laughs> Pretty strong. I have to say uh, Father's Day gift. Um, by the way, if you're listening in the evening, we record in the morning. Uh, we're live in the morning, actually, 10 a.m. on our YouTube channel. Please click the thumbs up button, subscribe. Know that we have apps and know that you can always set your notifications on for the latest from of Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays today to talk about Tennessee's third week of spring football practice and get his uh, their thoughts on the scrimmage. It's Josh Ward now, brought to you in part by Zool Beer Company, the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports, xulbeer.com. It's downtown, got parking and a great panoramic view of downtown and worldwide award-winning craft beer, which is uh, easy to say. I got it down. Josh Ward joins us now of the Sports Animal. Josh, how are you, sir? I'm great. Great to be with you guys. Hey, so we were just talking about, before we get to your second-year surge players that are on offthehooksports.com, uh, or will be uh, here around noon, but before we get to those guys, uh, we were talking earlier about the Kirby Smart comments and the Mel Copper comments about uh, Joe Milt came in against Clemson and the Orange Bowl and all this stuff. And I have a contention that people don't like Hendon Hooker just because he's too good. Like Tim Tebow. You know, you were waiting for him to mess up. And I use LeBron James, too, who off the court has done tremendous things. I just feel like some look at Hendon Hooker and say, there's got to be a flaw there. There's got to be something wrong. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? And all this, Everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe so. I, I think most people like Hendon. Um, he didn't make it to New York for the Heisman, and that still is a little confusing. But I think there's a good chance he would have been there if he hadn't suffered the injury and just exited the conversation at the end of the season after the South Carolina game. And Tennessee lost that game. That didn't help. So uh, I I find that a lot of people like him, but with, with what Kirby said, I think it's natural, especially if you're talking about a program that's going to try to hold off Tennessee and and Georgia doesn't have to worry about Tennessee but has to be aware of what's going on with the program it's easier if you're in that position to try to dismiss what Tennessee is doing and point to the system which then ends up being kind of an attack on the player and there, there's an NFL draft aspect to that but over the last several weeks despite what Tennessee's system is a lot of analysts are coming out saying I really like this Hendon guy, and I think he really impressed NFL teams at the Senior Bowl and during the combine and then pro day process that he's gone through. So I think a lot of people like Hendon, but I do think it's natural when you see someone have success quickly, kind of out of nowhere, to try to find reasons to dismiss that. Let's talk about your second-year surge players that will be on com, And this would be, I would think, the year after you get – players a full year in your system that you would start to see the impact of Josh Heupel's recruiting in reality. Like we saw some Dylan Sampson last year, but I mean, this year to me is, is, is where you really start to see some traction there. Yes. Sampson's a part of that piece and he played in a couple of games where fans were able to see exactly 
how effective he can be in Tennessee's offense with his burst, his speed. In that second half against Missouri, he had a couple of whoa plays where he kind of shot out of the backfield in a way that his teammates are not able to do. Not a knock on them, but he had a different ability that could really be effective in Tennessee's offense, especially with as fast as it goes with the speed that he has on the field. But he also had some understandable expected flaws in the LSU game. He's in, in playing and that was a game where he's going back home, but uh, made a big mistake in pass protection, got Hendon hit ball pops out loose. He hadn't made a heads up play to grab the ball, but pass protection is always the number one question for a freshman running back. And it was the number one concern Tennessee coaches had. And he talked about it this week. So uh, Samson guys on the edge on defense have to step up Joshua Josephs and, and James Pierce with Byron Young, gone it's not just josephs and pierce but they stand out from a talent standpoint we saw josephs play last year it's obvious the staff likes him if they can play at a higher level if pierce is a guy that they can count on to go along with tyler Barron and roman harrison then tennessee's defense on the edge could be more effective than it was last year uh and then one other guy squirrel white i even wrote in there does he count because we've already seen him kind of surge a little bit in the orange bowl but he is obviously a second year player to watch with an expanded role likely this upcoming year josh is there a bit of um i don't use the word frustration but i really don't have a better term with addison nichols in the sense of there was a lot of hype behind him last year as a freshman he seemed to show flashes of becoming great now they're actually having to work him into the rotation because there is no backup behind cooper mays and it just doesn't seem like he's has he made the transition yet from raw potential to actually picking up the offense? Well, he's on my list, but I wrote it more in terms of being ready as a backup at center. Could he potentially start at guard? That is on the table, but it doesn't seem like that's getting as much attention for Nichols. A year ago, during the spring, Josh Heupel said Addison Nichols is going to be a great player and made sure to emphasize, not good, great for Tennessee. He is just entering his second year, and that can be difficult on the offensive line in the SEC, but he was a highly touted player that Tennessee targeted and went after very quickly out of the Atlanta area. So I don't know if there's frustration with him. Let's find out how the next 10 days go, and if we see him in the in the spring game playing a vital role on the starting line with Cooper Mays having been out. Uh, you know, Cooper's the leader there on the interior. He's so important. And you know him and and have seen over last year what he brings to the table from a leadership standpoint, management on the offensive line. That really matters. Addison, I think, has all that potential for Tennessee as well over the next couple of years. But is he ready right now? They may need him to be, yeah, either in a backup role or if nobody else emerges that they're comfortable with at left guard. Another guy that you mentioned, second-year surge story going on up around uh, noon today uh, from Josh Ward. It'll be on offthehooksports.com. And Tennessee wants to play vertical in this defense, and I think that's going to continue even as they get more depth. I think they want to be an attacking style. So how important is it that Tyree West gets north and south, young man? Well, it helps that they have a number of guys. See what I did there? The north and south and young man, Harry West. Uh, north and <laughs> south a little bit. Yeah, I mean, when you have to stop and point it out, it's kind of brutal. I thought it was too layered, though. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn east as quickly as possible after that one. 
<laughs> but uh, uh, I think he's important because he's one of the most talented defensive linemen. But the, the really impressive thing Tennessee has done is they've developed guys. They've targeted players who can come in and at least be a part of the rotation, like Tremblay, who came in from USC a couple of years ago, and Omar Norman Lott, who's come in as a transfer from Arizona State, who should play along with the defensive line rotation. But uh, with Latrell Bumpus gone, he was an important player, a leader on the defensive line. They have Amari Thomas, who is probably their top guy there in that role. But West takes no backseat to anybody in terms of talent, ability, can rush the passer as a big guy close to 300 pounds. So his, uh, his ability to play a regular role on the defensive line this year is what we talk about when we discuss what Tennessee's defense needs to do. If Tennessee's going to try to get to the level, remain on the level of Alabama, Georgia, LSU, those programs that have been at the top. And I know about the wins individually last season, but to really be a part of that level, you have to have that kind of talent up front in the SEC. So same as the offensive line conversation on the defensive line, you need as many game-changing players as possible. And Tyree West fits that profile. Something we uh, didn't see as much last year because of the profile of the defensive lineman that we saw in 2021 was there was, you brought up Caleb Tremblay. There was, I I didn't know a word to use at the time. So I called it like a hybrid defensive lineman because Tremblay and J.K. Blakely could both play in the middle or on the edge because they were kind of that tweener size. They were like in the 270 range. I thought Dominic Bailey was going to be that, but I haven't really seen that from him yet. Is there anybody else that could like fit that profile this year for Tennessee? Well, maybe this is that year for Bailey. Rodney Garner talked about him recently. He was a four-star prospect out of the Maryland area and uh, got some conversation last year. So I think he's continued to develop. He just wasn't a high-impact immediate player for the defensive line. Uh, Amari Thomas, as I mentioned, I think he's that all-SEC level uh, player for Tennessee. I think he has a good chance to be an NFL player for several years after this. But uh, that's why this second-year group, so Pierce, Josephs, and Tyree West all together, they they need all three, I think, to step up and emerge. And uh, they might have more defined roles. But, you know, West is that kind of guy where – you know, think about the Georgia game a year ago. So if we go to the best of the best, Georgia has been that. So much of the conversation that game going in was, okay, the tackle position for Tennessee is so solidified. Look at what they've done. Look what they did against Ojolari and uh, Will Anderson. But who wrecked that game? It was Jalen Carter on the interior of the defensive line. So Tennessee needs to continue to recruit and develop guys on the edge, like uh, Caleb Herring, who's a freshman who could contribute right away this year. He's at least competing for that chance. But on the interior, they need more guys that can be difference-making players. And I think Amari has shown that he is that for Tennessee, and Tyree West is going to have a chance to be that too. But Dominic Bailey is for sure a player that they're going to count on in the rotation. Omar Norman Lott, who I mentioned. So the names and the the number of players that they can count on is starting that up. Think about all the, the different positions. Typically, when we talk about depth, we're talking about in case of injury. That's not the case on the defensive line. When we talk about depth, we're talking about guys that need to play. Uh, great stuff on second year surge, guys. Uh, that'll be on offthehooksports.com. We're still blowing up with the Hendon Hooker talk after we talked Kirby and Mel Kuyper Jr. earlier in the program. Let me get both of you guys to finish this sentence. Tennessee fans want more out of Josh Dobbs in an NFL career than any player since. 
I'm know, sorry, did I say Josh Dobbs? Hendon Hooker, excuse me, Hendon Hooker. I, I just feel like Tennessee fans really want him to succeed in the NFL the most since. And you, you guys fill in the blank. Would it would it be since Josh Dobbs? Would it be before that? I'd have to think off the top of my head, but it's it's more than Josh Dobbs because he went in with such a low expectation of where he was drafted. I think there was hope that he could become a starter and he still might have a chance to be that after what we saw with the Titans. But right now, Josh is still in a backup role going back to Cleveland, but we, we just haven't seen it at that position. Quarterback is going to get so much more attention than any other position. I think there was excitement of what Alvin Kamara might be able to do, but he was drafted later by the saints but he made such a quick impact and there's the fantasy football aspect so tennessee fans could they could one vent about his lack of usage in tennessee they could draft him on their fantasy teams and they could enjoy watching him make big plays but quarterback is just different and tennessee despite having a bunch of really quality quarterbacks they haven't had that guy that went on to the next level in the nfl for fans to follow since peyton i mean that's how long it's been so could it be be t martin since I think a lot of people wanted him to have great success in the NFL because of what he did in 98. I mean, maybe it's just, it's so much more realistic to me for Hendon for, for that to be a possibility. I think you need to, you need to see guys go out there and play and have a chance. So a lot of it's going to come back to the skill positions. Like I think Tennessee fans love seeing Trey Smith do what he's doing for the chiefs, but it's difficult to say, I have this expectation for what he's going to be as a right guard. So Quarterback is its own separate category, but Hendon to me is, if we're talking about quarterbacks, I, I think he runs away with it compared to the other quarterbacks just because of the opportunity that's expected, probably being a first or second round pick, which means that team is going to draft him to play him at some point when the other quarterbacks, Caleb, were, they were saying, uh, okay, maybe this guy will get a shot at some point, but you know, we kind of have to wait on it. Good stuff. Uh, you can listen to Josh from noon to three. Uh, on the Sports Animal in uh, Knoxville. And we appreciate you as always, Josh. Have a great uh, rest of the week. You too. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. Josh Ward of the Knoxville News Sentinel. Yeah, and somebody wrote Peyton. I guess I'm kind of looking at it as post-Peyton. Everybody wanted Peyton to do well because he came back for a senior year. So I'm kind of looking at this as post-Peyton. Josh, I think, brought up a game, though, that I actually agree with. Until he said it, I didn't think. But it's Trey Smith. And I know he's the right guard, but – how could you not root for Trey Smith? With the blood clots and blood all that. Coming back for his senior season when he didn't have to because his his mom, who passed away from breast cancer when he was in high school, wanted him to get his degree. So he kept his promise to his mom and put his NFL career on hold when he should, given his situation, he should have taken the money when he could. And for still me, felt Eric's down. For me personally, it was probably Eric Berry because I've told you about how he came out and answered all the questions when yeah. you could tell he didn't want to, and that wasn't a real fun time for him. It was very obvious. So I, I would probably say Eric Berry, I wanted to have great success. And a lot of people were on board with that. You know, there was you know, no doubt he was going to have success in the NFL. You knew he was going to be a star. Right, but you also want it. But you know how the NFL is. You can land with the Falcons and get lost. Um, <laughs> so he, he landed with a, fan, you know, a, a great fan base in the Chiefs. I don't know if there's a lot of places that, I don't know. There's just a lot of places in the NFL you would rather go. I mean, if you think about it, and then the Chiefs, they have a college-style fan base. I think the best-run programs, or the, I'm sorry, the best-run teams are probably – You might want to go to Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Um, if you can the handle the cold. 
I think Baltimore is really, really well run. Easy for me to say. Um, I do like how the Rams loaded up, but I mean, you can just go to the NFL and get shuffled around for so long. And for him to go to the Chiefs, I thought was super cool. Mr. Jones, yes. I was going to say, if you want to develop some mental toughness, man, go to Philly. I don't like anything about Philly. Mr. Jones said, when you do the unexpected and come to a rise from the depths, Hooker shocked the world he did. And I uh, think he's uh, very well could continue to do so. Travis Smith says, we know that Eric Berry and Trey would do great things. We didn't, we, know, we didn't know. Well, we didn't know Trey Smith would because I thought the blood clot thing issue could unfortunately creep up again. Yeah, uh, and he fell to the sixth round. Yeah. So, and I don't ever know. I mean, I think, uh, but there's very few players that I ever say I know. Eric Berry would have been one of them. Of, of the f- half a dozen players, I thought, he's solid. He's going to be great as long as he doesn't get hurt. I u- always use that caveat. He's going to be very good. For you. So, in, in honor of the Masters, who would be your all-ball foursome? Also, Tennessee's 2023 strength of schedule ain't great, and that's good news for the Vols. Hang tight with me for two minutes, and we'll be back, and we'll tell you why this Tennessee football schedule is one to be had for Tennessee and could lead to some big-time things in 2023. Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the Hook Sports. And Craving Wings South North Shore location, where we've heard people say that you can get the best wings in East Tennessee. Pero quien es este? El número 87, Jacob Warren. I'm just doing six for my sauce, 87, please. Imposible, señorita. Dale seis más. Look at these wings. Perfectas, deliciosas, fantásticas. Man, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds awesome. How do you say fresh, never frozen in Spanish? Frescas, nunca congeladas. Make your way to Craven Wings and get you seis más. But what was funny about Kate is we were a full continuum of care at that time. We had detox. We had inpatient. We had outpatient. So we were doing a lot of the things that we do now. But now we just do them so much better. It's really a simple program. But it's, we're complicated people. I am what I am. And now i got to do something about it. You can take your life back. Call Cadis today. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986, each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A college football tradition like no other. Yes, are we, boys and girls? Or the guy that just won't leave. Wow. That is sad. The Dave Hooker Show. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Back to Dave Hooker. Let's get right to it. Remind you, the app is available. Download now. Also, make sure your notifications are on. Click that thumbs up button on the YouTube channel. Notifications are important. We'll have Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren today. We look forward to that as always. And want to work in a special edition of Four Downs as we're going to talk about Tennessee's football schedule upcoming and how it ain't that tough which is good news for the Vols. But first, I took a deep dive into Tennessee's secondary yesterday, and that is on offthehooksports.com. Let's talk a little spring practice with four downs. Brought to you by andymasonrealestate.com. Four downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Bounds. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. So breaking down Tennessee's secondary a little bit, you can check that out on offthehooksports.com. And there's actually competition. Willie Martinez, Tennessee's defensive backs coach, pointed that out. They've had Injuries previously in spring camp, they've, of course, had transfer issues that is that have hurt them on defense after the change from Jeremy Pruitt to Josh Heupel. But this is a deeper group, actually five incoming players that were midterm enrollees, all competing for jobs. So the fact that this is a deeper group, first down, Caleb Calhoun, how encouraging is that for the Vols? This upcoming season in 2023. So it's deeper, but we are talking about five guys that are midterm enrollees and they're about true freshmen, essentially. I do think that's encouraging. There, yes, there are some true, there are quite a few true freshmen that have raw talent, but I, I, you're the one who taught me that because I did not know that that cornerback is one of the few positions you can just pluck somebody in because not pluck somebody in where you don't have to learn a lot to step into the role. And so I do think that I do think that's encouraging with more depth. It makes it more likely you'll find somebody special. It kind of reminds me of, and I want to know your thoughts on this. Not the same scale, not the same scale for don't people do not say I'm accusing this of being anything like 1998, but 1998 lost a lot more. Key, there were a lot of key stars lost from 97, but 98 was actually a lot deeper of a team than 97. If you go back and think about it, because that 97 recruiting class was more experienced by then. And you could say yeah, that. I thought, I thought the 99 team was actually better than 918. Yes. Yes. The 99 yeah, team. The 90, you could argue the 97 and 99 team were both better than the 1998. But 97 lost. 98 was deeper than a lot of those teams. 97 and 99 probably had more stars, but I think 98, 
98 wasn't as deep as 99. I'll take that back. It was deeper than 97, though. 97 was more star-driven. So you had Peyton Manning, Marcus Nash, those guys. But you didn't have as many. It didn't seem like the roster could go too deep, three deep everywhere like it could in 98. Well, let's get to those freshmen that you mentioned. Um, second down, Christian Conyer, Ricky Gibson, Jack Luttrell, Jordan Matthews, and John Slaughter are the midterm enrollees that are uh, participating, and they're the ones that Willie Martinez wanted to talk about that, uh, talk about. So out of that group, who do you think has the biggest upside? It's either Ricky Gibson or Jordan Matthews. I think I, I, I'm leaning on Ricky Gibson. Not sure how they're describing them in practice between the two of them, but it's one of those two. I think one of them will maybe become a – a star pretty quickly. I'm actually pretty high on one of them. Okay. And then third down, uh, Gabe Judy Lolly, is he perhaps the transfer that we've overlooked because he was at BYU and Vanderbilt. That's not a great monstrous football pedigree. However, here's a guy I was really taken aback by his press conference poise and saying, I'm just here to help where I can. He's played safety and corner. Uh, I think he may not even be a starter in the fall. Caleb, but he will be the first guy off the bench at a number of positions and will play a lot. I think that is, and Tennessee had issues in terms of injuries last year. I think that's been overlooked. I like they gave Judy Lawley pick up a lot after listening to his comments and talking to some people about him yesterday. Yeah, here are two takeaways with Gabe Judy Lawley that I'm kind of intrigued by. One, they trotted him out yesterday or two days ago, and Willie Martinez talked about him extensively, which you wrote about. I feel like you're not doing that unless you see a lot of potential in the guy. Two, more importantly, one of the most underrated losses for Tennessee last year that they had to replace, we knew they had to replace Elante Taylor at cornerback, but replacing Theo Jackson at nickel was a huge deal. Nickel was awful last year. I think to Marion McDonald, didn't he hold down the, the fort most of the year? And he just, he struggled severely. And I think that you might be able to see Gabe Giuliani step into that nickel role. No, uh, I think you're right. Uh, four downs brought to you by Andy Mason real estate.com. We'll get to fourth down after I tell you that Andy Mason real estate.com can take, save you a ton of money. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, Andy Mason real estate.com over 40 years of experience right there in Knoxville in the real estate field. It's awesome. Andy Mason real estate.com. It is absolutely the best service and the best prices from any realtor in Knoxville. How's that? So this Tennessee defense, and in the secondary, here's fourth down, rated, ranked 12th among passing yards allowed. What's a successful season statistically for this defense, considering that the balls are going to put their defense in a bad position because of their offense by nature of what they do offensively? What's a good season? Well, first, let's – point out that yards allowed is a completely overrated stat for this defense they run tempo there are so many so many possessions that they're just going to allow a lot of yards i I think we both agree with that right yes no doubt so the question then becomes yards per attempts and i would say a successful season for this defense would be giving up less than giving up less than seven yards per attempt through the air. How about that? Don't give up seven yards per attempt. I'll make it a little bit more simple. At the end of the day, whatever statistical measurement we use, they need to be in the top half of the SEC. 
Okay. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, Tennessee is recruiting at a level that its coaches should have them, if not this year, then really soon, like 2024. They I should don't know. Be, they should be top half. I'm not saying they need to be one or two because of the offense that they play. They, they, they can be top half offense in the yeah see i have i'm going to have an issue with that because i don't think it's possible their defense plays so many possessions that i don't know if it's possible in raw scoring defense for them to be in the top half of the sec i mean when you run against a a team like kentucky tennessee could theoretically have a better defense than kentucky but kentucky plays half the possessions in a game that tennessee plays they're just naturally going to give up fewer points well but if tennessee doesn't start to develop a little bit of a four minute drill and offense that's always going to be a problem so i'm assuming that's going to start to happen that once or twice a game when they have control once or twice a second half that they're going to be able to control the ball instead of just scoring at will quickly i'm i'm assuming that's how they develop as a program so as a program i think tennessee's defense needs to be top half in the sec i don't think that's asking too much even with the up and down offense I think they should be top half in yards allowed per play. I'm, I'm more, I focus in this day and age in football. I, I'm real big on yards per play, points per play, points per possession, those type of things. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that metric. That that metric works just fine for me. Uh, check out that on offthehooksports.com. And then we're going to get to uh, Tennessee's football schedule, which again, ain't great, but also, uh, we've got a fun game that we're going to play. Who would be in your all-time ball foursome as the Masters is ongoing. So that's always a good thing to do. So uh, hang tight. Two minutes back with you and opportunity to give away some stuff and also break down uh, Tennessee's schedule for next year. Balls are in pretty good shape. Hang tight. And Craving Wings South North Shore location where we've heard people say that you can get the best wings in East Tennessee. Pero quien es este? El número 87, Jacob Warren. I'm just doing six for my sauce, 87, please. Imposible, señorita. Dale seis más. Look at these wings. Perfectas, deliciosas, fantásticas. Man, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds awesome. How do you say fresh, never frozen in Spanish? Frescas, nunca congeladas. Make your way to Craving Wings and get you seis más. But what was funny about Cadiz, we were a full continuum of care at that time. We had detox, we had inpatient, we had outpatient. So we were doing a lot of the things that we do now. But now we just do them so much better. It's really a simple program, but it's, we're complicated people. I am what I am, and now I gotta do something about it. You can take your life back. Call Cadiz today. Got cataracts. We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Doctors Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs.com. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler 
and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, Who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. We all knew it, but college football news put it in print or online. Uh, Tennessee's 2023 strength of schedule in football ain't real good. Caleb Calhoun, where does it fall as we take a peek into 2023 brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hawk? It falls 11th in the SEC which you have to love if you're Tennessee. And a big part of this is the, let's call it what it is, abysmal non-conference schedule. When Virginia is your toughest team, you got to love that if you're Tennessee. You guys cannot, you, you can't, if you're a Tennessee fan, you can't be happier about that. For, for the last year, okay? Uh, after that, Tennessee needs to schedule some Big boys. The fans pay too much. They deserve to see quality opponents, and you can make a 12-team playoff even with a couple of losses. So this is it. You need to see Notre Dame coming back into Neyland Stadium. You need to see big-time programs coming into Neyland Stadium, and that's what the fans deserve. The fans don't deserve Virginia and Nashville, Austin P at home, University of Texas San Antonio at home, and the new con at home. Those are not cool, fun games. So, yes, you're right. It, the schedule is easy. Tennessee should win a minimum of nine games with this schedule, and it works out well in the growth and transformation of this program. But if it goes beyond this year, I'm going to get on my high horse and stand up for Tennessee fans that dole out thousands of dollars to go to games and have to go see UConn. Let's, let's, let's be fair for a second here. There's two ways to measure schedule. There's the power teams you play, and you're right, Tennessee gets a couple of breaks because they're getting Virginia as their power program, which is hilarious because that's that's really funny to say out loud. But more importantly, their SEC West foe on the rotational scale this year is Texas A&M, and I think you and I both agree the bottom is about to completely collapse under Texas A&M. Yes. There's another way when you judge these schedules, though, which is how good are those – Group of five games they play. Austin P. those type of games, that's, you're always going to get one of those on the schedule every year. You're always going to get an FCS game. I'm fine with two of those. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they're, they're always going to do one, and then you usually play one FCS, one Power Five, and then two Group of Five. The two Group of Five Tennessee plays, here's an underrated part, maybe the toughest two Group of Five foes anybody in the SEC plays this year. Texas-San Antonio, back-to-back Conference USA champions, 
They were 10 and 0, 11 and 0 a couple of years ago and trying to jockey for a college football playoff that they had no business getting in, but pretty good for that level. UConn just went six and six and Jim Moore, six and seven made a bowl in Jim Moore Jr.'s first year there. There is a strong belief they could take that major second year leap as a smaller program under Jim Moore Jr. in 2023. So two decent group of five schools. Not, Tennessee's going to beat them both. I'm just saying. Yeah. This I is mean, like, this is the, this think of 2000 Southern Miss. Remember that one? Yes. It's like that. Or I think of uh, 2005 Marshall, Stan Hill. Remember him? 2003 Marshall. The 2003 was it 03 Marshall or 06 Marshall? They played Marshall twice. They had Stan Hill. If he doesn't turn his ankle, they pull the upset. I thought it was. Was that the one where they got locked in a shootout and Marshall was keeping pace with them for a while? Yes. Yeah, that uh, was 2003. Well, I just I'm I'm fine with these schedules if that's what you want to do um, for now, but it's, it's over after now. I mean, you've you've got to give people a reason to show up to the stadium. And I know that sounds crazy right now since Tennessee's scoring a kajillion points, but I hate to tell you that things tend to ebb and flow. So you want to have a stronger home schedule than you have now if you're Tennessee and you want to continue to be relevant. That's true. Or you can just do the old Philip Fulmer move, which is play a group of five team beat them and then pretend that they would be a middle of the pack SEC team. Like he did with you. <laughs> remember the 2005 opener against UAB. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he barely win. <laughs> I don't think that would have been a middle of the pack. Uh, I would never forget Homer trying to, he spent the whole week trying to make UAB seem like they belonged in the SEC. <laughs> Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han, they know better because they can see clearly and their local love Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han. I had LASIK, correction vision surgery and it works fantastic no contacts no glasses absolutely love it campbell cunningham taylor and han also has local doctors they are fantastic we one person on the message board said that they were concerned about virginia that's not a team that you mentioned should tennessee be concerned about virginia well they shouldn't be concerned about uconn or university of texas san antonio the great river walks and you brought them up I brought them up as good group of five schools, but Tennessee should never lose to group of five schools unless Jeremy Pruitt is coaching. The San Antonio River Walks. That would be a great name for them if they ever got an NFL team. Spent a lot of time in San Antonio. If you need to know the ins and outs in San Antonio, I got your back. I've been there twice. It's a nice city. I do love San Antonio. Nietzsche is the best Mexican restaurant, but I'm not worried about them coming to Knoxville and beating Tennessee. So when you look at the schedule – Anything short of a, and we're, we're not getting caught up with ourselves because Tennessee won 11 last year, but anything short of nine wins in the regular season would be a disappointment. Huge disappointment. Let the expectations Huge. begin. This was, I mean, this is a schedule of, this is probably one of the reasons you were right to turn on Dooley and he should have been fired because even though the SEC schedule was brutal in 2011 and 2012, their non-conference schedule was awful. Remember when their power five team they played one year was Butch Jones in Cincinnati and that was a big East team. And yes. How <laughs> did Cincinnati do in that game? They got draxed, if I remember. Didn't they? Um, well, it, 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 the bottom line is if you want to schedule a, a, a program, the worst type of team you could schedule is the Cincinnati. You either want the big name, right, or you want the easy win. 
And I like – and one of the easy wins – here's how I would formulate it. So how many out-of-conference opponents are we going to have in this new expanded SEC? We don't know. They haven't. They they don't know if they're going to do a seven and one or a six and three, where you play one permanent team and rotate seven, or three permanent teams and rotate six. So it's either going to be eight or nine. We're not okay. Sure so either. let's say I got nine. All right. Let's say there's nine conference games. This is pretty simple. An in-state school to keep the money in-state, a big name opponent, home and home, and an, another. So by tough, this is what I mean by tough. One tough game, another team you can beat easily that will help you. That will help you in recruiting. That's what I mean by tough. That's not tough. But the, the one tough would be Notre Dame, Oregon pops into my mind, UCLA. I'm not talking about their standard of football right now. I'm talking about their tradition over decades of being a stable, good program, not University of Texas, San Antonio. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're still going to get the Texas hit. You're still going to get those group of five games. But you're right, right. and, and I'm good. not just ripping on UTSA, but I, I just – listen, it's – you need to bring in a quality opponent every other year. Texas San Antonio is the best team from Texas. Tennessee is going to play this year. Uh, you heard it here first. No, well, that's not true. Texas it is. will be better. No, than no. I would bet on Texas San Antonio to beat Texas A&M this year. Texas A&M, the no. bottom is falling out. I am telling you. I'm calling like three and nine this year. They're gonna. It's gonna. They're gonna start ugly kind of a middle of the pack rebound and then just collapse down the stretch. It's going to be like what happened to Alabama in 2000. The toughest schedule, by the way, uh, goes to Caleb. The toughest schedule goes to Alabama, which fuels my point that they're having a rebuilding year, guys. This is going to be Nick Saban's worst team in 13 years. Well, see, here's what I understand about Alabama. They play middle Tennessee um at home yeah um and then they play at usf who scheduled that and um you know if you look at their non-conference games um my goodness um chattanooga they host chattanooga i mean why are you going to usf i mean i don't understand why these athletic directors can't schedule any better florida would be second but florida has a uh, a challenge traveling to Utah. Then they have McNeese State before Tennessee. The third toughest schedule is Missouri. So, Eli, if there's anything you would like to say as the head coach at Missouri, I would go ahead and say it now. Um, Vanderbilt has, has a head coach who just beat Nick Saban, who came from Tennessee. Is, what was that again? <laughs> I said USF just has a head coach who just beat Nick Saban and came from Tennessee. That's very true. That's very <laughs> true. Well, how does USF – a road game, how does that get on the schedule? Who stands up and suggests that for Alabama and all of the associate ADs say, yeah, great idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> how does that – almost looks like a typo. Vanderbilt has the fourth toughest schedule, so bad news for them. Ole Miss has the fifth toughest schedule, uh, so bad news for Lane. I'll run down the rest of these. LSU in at six, South Carolina at seven, Mississippi State eight, uh, Auburn at nine. Kentucky at 10, uh, Tennessee at 11. So behind the balls, toughest schedule this year, according to College Football News, Texas A&M and Georgia, actually the next uh, uh, easiest schedule. And then the last is Arkansas, which is good news for Sam Pittman that everybody seems to love just because he worked so hard to be a head coach for so long. Everybody loves some Sam Pittman. 
right up until he gets fired at some point. <laughs> that is true. I'm looking at right. You have ESPN loving on Sam Pittman until the point that Chris Lowe breaks the fact that he just got fired. Texas A&M is going to lose to every Power 5 team they play this year. Their wins are New Mexico, Louisiana Monroe, and Abilene Christian. You're just just throwing out predictions left and right. I feel as if I should stop you. I think they would be able to beat Mississippi State uh, because, tragically, Mississippi State's going to go through a rough year this year. I think we all agree. I, I hate what happened, but they are. But Texas A&M gets Mississippi State in November. Will ha- they will have already quit on the season and Jimbo Fisher by that point. Jimbo Fisher may have already been fired by then. So, Yes, Jimbo Fisher is um, not I, – I don't know how long he'll be around, but I don't think it'll be until December. If you gave me November 31st as the over-under, I would take the under. All right, we're going to try something neat. I don't know if this is going to work out or not. So uh, we have uh, a vast array. We have a new partnership with our friends at Craven Wings. We have uh, gift certificates to uh, Craven Wings. We also, hey, Rebecca, I can send you another T-shirt. We also, Caleb is just on it. I love his enthusiasm. I uh, love Rebecca. you, Rebecca. Yes, no <laughs> doubt. All right, and then so what we're going to do, how long does it take you to flip around the Magic YouTube video to the uh, front page here, uh, to the YouTube front page? Because we're going to try something. Because here's what happens. We lose all the comments. But what I want to do is I want to give something away. So work with me here. We're workshopping on the air. How long does it take you to flip it around and get it on the front of the YouTube page? Get this on the front of the YouTube page or on the front of the website? The front of the YouTube page. Just like seconds, right? Yeah, just seconds. Okay. So in seconds, in seconds, I need you to go to this show. What will it be headline, Caleb? Tennessee football status of all D-backs? Uh, uh, it'll be status of Tennessee football DBs in spring practice, Vols 2023 strength of schedule. Okay. So what I want everybody to do and tell a friend, because I'm going to pick a random winner. Caleb's going to flip the show, get it on YouTube. You comment on there who would be in your master's foursome. Now, Travis, you gave us four players, so that would be a fivesome. Okay? <laughs> so you're one of the players but you're all ball foursome in honor of the masters. That's what I want you to do is I want you to put that as soon as we flip it. So we're going to flip it here in just a second. You'll be able to comment. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I think it will because we're not able to get the comments that are during the show after the show. Blame YouTube. What are we doing? All right. So who would be in your ball foursome alive or dead? My for some reason, golf. Uh, for some reason, Mr. Jones says golf or sex. Okay, well, I, I never golfed correctly then. All right. So, all right. Sorry. All right. Because so, if you're choosing between the two, I'm much better at one. All right. So, who, who's one? in your, who's, I'm not going to, well, I don't play golf. Who's in your ball foursome? Okay. All right. So, my ball's foursome is it who I'd want to hang out with or who I think is just the greatest legends? Like, yes, it's who you want to hang out with and who you don't want to overthink it. I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Doug Atkins, Reggie White, Al Wilson, my all defensive ball trio. I don't need a religious lecture from Reggie White. I don't want him. <laughs> Take one. Um, I don't need to pray before I golf. I, sla- I hit every golf ball. Um, so I'm going to go, and I don't need all the cussing that Al Wilson's going to do. Okay, Doug gonna, Atkins could blow out Wilson away cursing wise. So I don't need either of them then. Yeah, I don't need those two. I don't need to be golfing out Wilson. Like, come on, come on. 
I said, come on. Yeah, but that's that's what I like about it is Reggie might be offended and try to. Oh, this treat. would be great. Al Wilson cussing yeah. out Reggie White. Yeah. And, you know, even though I think right Christian, Reggie could testify to Doug or Al about how cursing isn't correct. I think I'm on I'm onto something here. And then Doug and Al would respond, oh, I'd have my phone ready for World Star Hip Hop, like ready for the fight to break out. Um, All right. So in honor, honor the man, uh, the masters, give me yours real quick. Okay. This is, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Rick Eric Barnes, Barry. Rick Barnes and Rick Barnes. Rick I'm Barnes. Derek, I'm Derek Dooley, obviously. <laughs> I was going Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes' brother, and whoever Rick Barnes wants to invite. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eric Berry. I'm going to go Johnny Majors. Johnny Majors would just be the most fun person to talk to on, on the golf course. And I'll probably go for my last one. I think I'm going to go. Okay, so Eric Berry, Johnny Majors. And he got me. He got me. I'm gonna go Al Wilson, even though he's got like, even though he's got the intensity, it'd be fun. Oh, somebody said Pat Summit. We should have had that on there. All right, flip it over, Caleb, and comment on the message board. I'm gonna pick a winner today that I think's the best. Candace Parker, too. That should have been mentioned. Oh, you're right. Al Wilson's off. Candace Parker's on. Eric Berry, Johnny Majors, Candace Parker. I think Al Wilson would agree with that. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Flip it. Comment. This is Off the Hook Sports. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.